Okay, so we move on. So last week, I think the, the, if we would wrap up two sentences about, just to recap from last week, we spoke about the two patterns that he's going to focus on, the various shvatim in Kalah Yisrael, which are the, we'll call the streams of Yidin, not necessarily shvatim in our vernacular because we don't deal with shvatim, and different times in a person's life, stages in a person's life. And both of those really put on the same framework. The fascinating concept last week about Hashem is a chod, and that oneness expresses itself in many, many, many different ways and aspects. And the Moshe gave was the puzzle, that there's a picture, and there's pieces of the picture, and they all come to echad. And he said a person's existence, all stages of your life, is all part of one big picture. The shvatim, which we call just different streams of people and types of people in, in Kala Yisrael, are all under this rubric. All of them are necessary, which means that they're all integral parts of Kala Yisrael. As he said, that each one is inherent, necessary, and one without the other is not going to work, number one. And the second aspect is that all stages of a person's life are part of the composite of this picture. And each one fits into this bigger picture. And those are the two, I think, most crucial pieces we're gonna, he's going to focus on really throughout this entire Sefer. I want to jump to a letter, which is from a partner, Pachel Yitzchak, which really deals with the same phenomenon, and the way Rufutner expresses it in his own unique style, I think, is, is beautiful, and will very much complement everything that was spoken about in this last week. As with many letters and svarim that are written to Gedolim, you don't say the letter. So you have no idea what the, what the writer was writing, but you can figure out in context from the response of what the letter, what the question was. This person was struggling with his secular career and his ruchnius life, and the way, it's interesting, you can see it in here, Fortner has words in English that he, he uses, and so this person was bemoaning the fact he feels like he's living a double life. I have my secular reality, which is his workplace, and all that comes along with that, and his ruchnius reality, which is his learning and davening and family, and he feels like he's living a double life. That's the question that was obviously posed to Rufutner. And which is very much also where Vlabiansky is dealing with. This different stages in a person's life also sometimes feel like they don't feel like part of the same person because they don't really seem to go together. There's one part which often starts in the yeshiva world, which is purely in the Rukhni world, and then it seems to evolve from there and change from there to a life which is and maybe on, on two fronts, two Aspects of double life. And listen to the reporting response. It says, secular career, he double life. Those are his words in English. He says, He says, says, I'm not masking at all to this concept of what we call, you're calling a double life. Omnam, he says, He says, someone who rents a an apartment, or called, or a room in a hotel, and there is a second room in a hotel. He says that's a double life. He's living two. He's living, living two lives. He's spending part of his day in this hotel room doing X, and the other hotel room doing Y, or different apartments, whatever you want to look at. So that's called a double life. At least special view. Here. Got some cool special view. So there's that's called a double life. Listen to these words. But a guy who rents 
a two-room studio or a two-room suite in a hotel, he's not having a double life. He doesn't have two worlds. He says, Yeshlo, broad life, not double life. Those, those, those are his words in English. Okay, and listen to the muscle that he gives. And this is, I think, so crucial. He says he has a broader life, not a double life. Zuchrani, Hunter says the Maisa that he had with Dr. Wallach. Right? Dr. Wallach was a famous doctor named Shulayim who was known for his chesed, known for who he, incredible caring of people, the way he took care of people as a doctor, but very much in terms of the chesed that he did. So he says that this patient once comes to the hospital and he was about to do a surgery. He was right in front of the operating room. And Dr. Wallach says, by the way, what's, what's your mother's name? And person's on the table, like about to be operated on, and he says, he responds, well, this is my mother's name. And Dr. Wall said, we're going to surgery. I want also to dive in for you. Dive in for you, all in surgery, to dive in for you. Everything should go well. So the foreigner says, when I said this over, it doesn't say to who, he says, what's one of the daily news, Shalayim, this Misa. So the response of this Golda was, how wonderful is this Dr. Wallach who has the ability to use his occupation, his career, as a vehicle for Kvart Shemayim. And he says, He gives you the... No, it's like that. He goes, tell me the truth. The front writes, He says, the... Parakat Hill, that the person is about to go say for his patient while he's about to perform surgery as the doctor. And these two capacities, he's dominating for him and doing surgery at the same time. He's a doctor and he's a mispalal, right? Is that a double life? So, as a funder, that's the classic example he gives of this broader life. It's, it's bigger, it's broader, it's greater. It's, it has aspects to it which each part independently wouldn't have. If it was just a doctor, Okay, he's just a doctor. He's a wonderful person. He's doing a wonderful job. If he was just a person davening to people and stands inside the hospital and says, I'm davening for all the chayil, wonderful. Each one independently doesn't have the strength of both of them together. And, and that's really what Vlopinansky is focusing on. This aspect of when a person has multiple aspects to their existence, who they are, to their personality, and to their life, it's not different. It's broader. And that's really a, a crucial point. I think this, this letter brings that so beautifully from a funder. Is, you know, but Hunter, I, I'm not sure exactly what I'm asking of here, but I'll, I'll think about it as I'm asking it. But Hunter yeah. was, was known to be someone that, like, demanded his Talmudim to be unique and to hone where their talents were. That's not something we find in general in all the Torah. I don't okay, think. so I think you're, you're raising an incredible point, which the Sefer doesn't raise but it's the underpinning of much of what the question is. And I want to maybe articulate your question in a very different way. How come when someone's in yeshiva, there's one thing focused on, one thing only? Learn, learn, and learn more, and get shmuzen about learning, and the individuality of the person, who the person is, and his personality, his talents, his kaych, etc., is not even looked at or focused on, really in any way, anything beyond his ability to learn. And... The way I'm understanding what you're phrasing is that Referendum was a person who was known to see things broader. We don't seem to find that in perhaps the classic Yeshiv world. 
rephrasing your question correctly? I, I think, I think uh, you know, 75% of it. Like, in other words, I, I know why in yeshiva they focus on one thing. I, I, I heard Shmuz about Hasi Yeshiva about why they focus on that, and it makes sense to me. Okay. But I guess, like, it doesn't seem that sometimes we get a, a message of, like, being discouraged, or maybe it's like, it's almost Nebuch, the guy's a balabas, you know? Versus, wow, look what a bell bus could become. Okay, so that's really what the safe is all about. Right. And that's, that's all addressing your point. I mean, the flip side of your question is that the appreciation of that quote-unquote broader life is really with the, the structure and the goal and the foundation of this entire safer, which needs to be underst- understood in the context of why isn't that discussed earlier, which I think is part of the question you're asking, why it's not discussed enough, and how can we compensate for that? And that's really what what is going to get to. Yeah, in kind Berlin, it's very there. Like other yeshiva people are jealous of, of what they what they do, what they did. Like they alumni are invited, and encouraged to come back, like and continue learning Knightsayer there for the rest of their lives. Right. Like it's not doesn't it doesn't end. Right. Whereas right. in other places, they feel like we are going back to the issue. Exactly, because like, because we have like the extension, we have the we have the Hemsha. Hemsha. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, hundred <laughs> percent. Right. Even today, like a Chaim Berlin or Talmud, like you know, people that are in their 50s, 60s, like they they hold themselves Chaim Berlin, or like you don't find right. a pride by other places really. Right. So we're gonna make a CZ year. Said it. That that's in other words, what 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 we what we're looking at in terms of ourselves, and like and how do we put in all the context of our background and everything we've gone through until now in that context. So, I think the idea of just reading inside is going to be somewhat challenging. Someone used the word to be awkward. So, I'm going to just really paraphrase some of the concepts and really maybe focus on key lines that Vlapiansky brings out and use that as a, as a springboard for, for further points and discussion. The point we ended off last week, which was the point he continues now, really on page 6 and then 7, is that Shevet Levi, who was the ones who were dedicated fully and 100% exclusively to Akash Baruch and Avayda and Teir, that's all they did, is really the linchpin and is the center and is the focus of Kalayusho's existence. It doesn't mean that that, that is the only aspect by far. There's, there's a whole quest of Kalayusho, and we spoke last week, about, last week about all the other Shvatim. But it is, certainly is the focal point. And the point he's, he mentions in the, in the top paragraph of page 7 is that the period of one's life where he's just in the yeshiva world is really connected to the Shevi Levi part of Kali Yisrael. It is that period in life that is analogous to the tribe of Levi among the other Shvatim of Kali Yisrael. Shevi Levi is the center of the encampment of the Shvatim, huddled closely around the Aron Luchos. I mean, that's the beginning. The middle, the end, it's, it's all there, and everything's around that. Everything surrounds that. Now, that focus is going to be exactly the focus that happens in the, in the, world, of, in the world of the yeshiva. He says in this third paragraph, it's critical in that time period to focus on one's ruchnius, especially the study of, of Torah, almost the exclusion of everything else. This is how the core of this person is formed. Now, one of the things which alluding to beforehand is that you know, in the yeshiva world there's a focus purely on learning for learning's sake and that's it. Almost the exclusion of not just of everything else and outside of learning halacha 
is min- minimal, right? It's a halacha seder in the morning, which is made not to go to, you know, like, it's, that's, you know, it's structure, like, you know, that, that's a sleeping time for the guy who, like, actually woke up for shachras, he sleeps late during halacha seder instead of right. sleeping before, right? <coughs> so it's like, it's like a bazillion almost, right? That, that was, so what happened? Like, halacha is not part of the, of the fa- fabric of, of Torah? And of course it is. But it's not the goal. The goal in, 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 the, in the yeshiva world is really to focus on pure learning for the sake of learning Torah to really have that as the, as the epicenter of, of the life. As soon as you start, Chastosh, I want to say this in a way which sounds like Fira. Halacha is practical. That stage of life wasn't meant to be practical. It wasn't. It was meant to be a foundation. It was meant to be the core that's to be the, the, the finding aspect everything else is built on. If it's just focused on what's practical, then it, it, it becomes, it, it loses that aspect of being foundational. It's just about practical. You mentioned this last week, we were talking about the, the, the struggle in terms of theory and practical. Right? Practical jumps very much to a, okay, how, how do I apply this? And Volpiansky particularly is very focused on like understanding the theory, the background, the foundation of everything. His so life is that same way as well. I once was, was trying to think through, you know, what is the goal of elementary school and then like high school and then like business like you know that that. But what is the goal of each stage? And so this is my just own thoughts and theories. I'm not sure this is correct, but in my opinion, the main goal of elementary school is not so much skills and not so much even knowledge. It's really like getting a geschmack for Torah. Geschmack for a life of Yiddishkeit. I think that's, to me, if, if that's accomplished in elementary school, the school did a great job in its, in its foundations. In high school, it starts a little bit of skill, skill building, a little bit of uh, knowledge as well. But really, it's, it's, it's just building on the same concept that at that point when everything else that a teenager goes through and the world throws at him, if, you can, if the school and the child and the parents can manage to go over the message that something is so exciting here, it's more exciting than everything else out there, major success. That's really like, like the goal. And then Bispedrish, when it goes beyond that, is really starting to learn how to learn. And that's like the foundation of, like, of, of when one starts from kindergarten and it goes through Bispedrish and then even beyond marriage and, and gets to learn, that's really what the goal is. There's almost nothing practical about that at all. Zero. Zero. It's like a schmack, the, the, the sweetness, the, the, the foundation of how to. That's really what, what it's all about. And as, as parents, we have to realize that for both for ourselves and for our children. That's really the goal. It's really the, the crucial and primary goal. And everything else, you know, when, when we start getting caught up into the amount of knowledge and the amount of how much then, of skills, those all, yeah, those, in my mind, are very secondary in terms of what the, what the, real, what the real goals are. And all that's to build the foundation of who this person is, who, what he really is. It's amazing. He quotes Levi from the Chazanish, who opposed secular sub- sub- subjects in yeshiva. I'm assuming he means, I don't even know what yeshiva he means, yeshiva katana, yeshiva gedola, and Eretz Yisrael. I think yeshiva, I mean, yeshiva do have secular, I think post-high school that don't. But regardless, it's not our, our mahalach in, in America, but at least understand where that's coming from. It's coming from because there should be a total immersion, a full immersion in, in, in Ishtan Torah and, and the foundation of Torah. And that's it. 
It says an amazing line after that. The muster conveyed to a student in those years is the muster that belongs to that, that segment of a person's life because that's what the muster is. So it's not, it doesn't get anywhere else but just the primacy of Torah and the importance of Torah and the goal of Torah and the, all that Torah has, has to offer. It's understanding that there's nothing else besides Hashem and His Torah. And that's a crucial, crucial stage. Now, what happens is, is that when a person leaves the yeshiva world, they almost feel like I betrayed all that. All the steps before that I betrayed that because I was focusing on Torah and nothing but Torah and there's nothing that exists besides Torah and there's nothing that's important besides Torah. And then what happened? I left the Torah world. So that means I just destroyed everything. I just, I just, and Lapiansky's point is exactly the opposite. Exactly the opposite. That was the foundation. That was the goal. And that was a necessary foundation, an important foundation, and crucial. Without that foundation, there would be so much missing out of all the rest of stages of one's life. Without that foundation, a person can never get anywhere else and, and needs that foundation, and needs that, that pure focus on Torah and only Torah, the, the focus of Torah without that. Because that's really defining identity who the person is. At, at a very core, that, that's who that's, And that's, well, that's the Sheva Levi period of a person's life, where it's pure Torah and nothing else. And that, when that defines a person, everything else just follows from there and builds from there. And the truth is, let, let's be honest, all of us, including myself, we're had different levels of success in yeshiva, and, and we're more successful, less successful, different stages, different times, different parts of us. And, you know, in the epitome of someone who's fully successful, he's, in, he's inculcated every part of this into his being. And so, like, I, I think it's sometimes, even talking about it now, is like Halavaya would have really inculcated all that concepts in my existence, you know, then, which didn't necessarily always happen. But at least to understand what the goal is, what the purpose is, what the focus is, as much as it did happen for, for all of us in different ways, in different stages, in different amounts, that the rest of our life is really building, building on that. And he says that you know, the parallel to this concept is found very much in the Mishkan itself. So the chatzah around the Mishkan is dealing with all outside materials as fat and bloods and, and things being on the Mizbeach, and as the Hechel had one step higher than that, using Keteris and, and, and Shemen, and then the Kodesh Kodeshim. What's in the Kodesh Kodashim? Almost nothing. There's no, besides once a year, right, where there's Kateris brought, there's almost nothing there. But this is the, the point is the Kodesh Kodashim is, is, is the essence, the core of everything. So that was the focal point of all the Avayid and the Besamidish was, was that. It had the Luchais at its core, and that, that was it. And this is an amazing line. Had it hosted a specific form of Avayda, its mission paradoxically would have been diminished. That means as soon as you take it out from its core essence, it's no longer a foundation because it's now focused on one practical aspect, on one practical Avedah. Refresh says a similar thing in Shavuos. Shavuos has no mitzvahs. It's like strange, like the mitzvah, the Yantav of Torah, where's all the mitzvahs? Refresh says because that's what Torah is at its essence. That's what Torah has to be. If it gets quote-unquote sidetracked with a lulav, with an esrog, with a sukkah, with a matzah, so that comes like a prat. Torah is not about a prat. Those are pratim of Torah. Shavuos, which is the antiv of Torah, is the foundation of everything, and nothing else can be there. It's just pure Torah and Torah itself, and that's this center where it all begins from, the foundation of, of, of everything, where, where it starts from. Well, Clay Ucker says also, you know, says, why doesn't the Torah say this is 
Zmama or Yom Mantarosinu. Says not just Bikurim. So he says exactly. Yeah, he says because you don't want to limit the Magid Torah to one day a year. So the Torah right. Tafka doesn't make a big deal about it. The truth is, you do a chesed. Actually, it turns out the Torah is given on Zion season, the day after Shabbos. The focus, right? But the day itself is really unclear. It's, yeah, it's all around this, the same point. Is that and and the Torah in itself is is really this, and this is such a f- fundamental point. And he says that is the purpose of the years as Shevet Levi. He said we lay a stratum of pristine ruchnius at our core. We look back at those years as the very root of our being, as the promise of our future. Right? That that is everything, and these is the light, the lamp that lights our path in the present. We always need to look back at that. You know, I, I've said this over, I think, before in 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 Shul, that Rav Matisio. Shlita once said a, an incredible marshal, I think, which fits so beautifully into this concept. He was talking to me in Kippur, but I think the same concept can be applied here. He said, in Kippur, a person comes and makes those Kabbalahs, and, he, and, he, and he's fasting the whole day, and like, we're living a life as a malach for like you know, 25 hours. And then 25 hours pass, and a person just goes back to the regular person they were. It's like, what exactly were they accomplishing? But still gave him Mushle. He said it's like a family portrait. It's the family portrait. It says you set up for it. Everyone gets dressed up. And like if the good photographer can catch the exact moment where everyone's smiling for like that one second until everyone's screaming afterwards and killing themselves. Right? And they got and that you take that picture and you hang it on the wall and say, That's our family. That's your family like once in a lifetime. That family is not is not the family that ever looks like that before or after that, right? Since then they've been killing each other. Right? So Ratisio says that's what your kipper is. You take a family portrait of yourself or a picture of yourself. And like that's the person that I have the ability to be. That's the pristine picture of of of, of me. And that's my and that's my family, the pristine picture of my family. And that's really what what this is, is that we can have a pristine stage of ourselves and say, That's that's me at my core of my essence. That doesn't mean it's gonna play out that way for the rest of my life, maybe ever again. And it's not supposed to. That's 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 not as we'll, as we'll see, and this is where he's gonna get to the next point. That like it's not the goal. That's not the purpose. It may be the purpose for some. And we'll take, that's the next chapter he deals with for who and for when and for where does that apply. You know, there are people who remain Shei Levi the whole life. There are people that's appropriate for and that per- person should be there and they're supposed to be there. And that's their tafka and tachlis and their goal. And next chapter he'll deal with who's that right for and who's not right for. We'll, say it, we'll, get, we'll get to that. But that's a chile school. And that's... Right, like the Raman writes, right, Shaver Levi and and Shaver, and those who want, like it's, it's individuals and unique individuals and and very very few and far in between, where people who, who are the level and how one gets to that stage, we'll, we'll talk about. But Lamaisa for the ninety nine point nine percent of Kali Yisrael, that's not them, and they're not the, the Shaver Levies. And but the the goal and the purpose of all those years beforehand are really laying the <coughs> laying the the foundation, and. It says on, on page nine, the fire and determination, and even the unreal aspirations that were forged in those years, have transformed us and made us the person that we are today. That that's crucial. It's the fire, the determination, and the unrealized aspirations. That means there were many things that we failed on, like we mentioned before. Like we all failed in different ways in going through our, our challenges and ups and downs in the yeshiva world, and that's okay. That's that's part of the process. But even those aspirations that we had then aren't something which aren't necessarily going to play out the rest of our life, but this thing which we had then, and something to, to feel and to think about for the rest of our lives. 
And therefore, it's thus, the last paragraph of 9. The shiv experience is not, nor is it meant to pierce in the practical sense for the next phase of life. It's not, it's not what it's for. And this is like the biggest kasha. What is, what is the learning of, 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 of Rav Chaim and understanding of, of Rav Nachum going to help me in, my, in the next stage of my life? And the, and the answer is, that's really we, we develop who you are as a person. And as, you know, I always think back that we, for our first four years of marriage, lived in Eretz Yisrael. And the foundation that gave us personally in, in both in our marriage, in our, in our persona of who we are, and, and everything, we always look back to that. Those, like, those are the dream years. Like we had very little digas and very little worries in, 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 in a cocoon of, of Eretz Yisrael, enveloped in the Shekhinah, like, almost like felt that way. And it's like, look back now, like, it's like hard to imagine, you know, even like going back to that, Concept and like what, what we with the the schus that we had, but it wasn't meant necessarily to last, and it didn't, and that wasn't part of, of of the long-term plan. But it gave us like a foundation for everything, and their stage in the person's life. That's exactly what it does. It gives us the foundation for the, for the rest of their lives and the rest of everything it's going to look like. It it's important to really realize and to appreciate what it does then and what it does for the rest of our lives. The fact that life afterwards doesn't look that way is part of the process. It's a healthy and necessary part of the process. That stage and then the stage that came afterwards. And putting them all together will be the some composite of, of our life stage of Hashem and Shabul. Continue on next week. Exactly. It's, exactly. It's, it's for the 100%. Yeshiva is for the 100%. Right, okay. Right. Yeah, right. But in our mind, we're saying it's the Yechide Skula, whatever it's going to say, 98% is not going to be the Yechide Skula. Right, exactly. But for care, you're saying that the, that, right. the, that the foundation and the fire and the bread, everything stems from those years. For the 100%. Yeah, it's, 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 it turns everything on its head. How we would all know this when we're learning Yeshiva. Right, what what the goal and what the purpose is, and what we're trying to accomplish, and what we're trying to do, what we're here for. Right, it's it, it's. That's the point of this, the, the time in Yeshiva, meaning. Not, not a hundred exactly. Not exactly. I I agree. Right, right. <laughs> saying it's counterproductive. You know what? Then it's missing. It's pristine. At that point, it's pristine. It's not even thinking about this is preparing me for the next life. It's a great verse. It's not preparing me for the next stage because I'm thinking about that takes away from everything its mission. My 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 goal now is tire and tire and tire and tire and tire and tire out. That's it. Nothing now. Nothing more. Nothing less. Yeah, that's, a, very, very that's a good, great, great word. In terms of focusing back, because I, I notice in the Western world there's two, um, we call it opposites, that don't fit this model at all. And I find myself, I, I fall into one, and I was always taught not to fall into another. In, in, in my high school growing up, like the best years of your life are those four years of high school. Those are the, the parents would tell their kids, these are the best years of your life. And then the rest of your life is just like kind of pathetic. So that goes into this double life, right? Is right. that like I'm exactly. looking back at the, the great years of my life, and now, ugh, if I would have been put in in the in the game, we would have gone to the bigger game, and we right. would have won. The whole right. it's like a complete. And then the opposite is that no, there is no focus. It's always you're constantly big, growing bigger. There, there is no actual focus. Right. And right? You just have to. You can't let those years right. define your life. You're constantly looking back. Right. This debunks both of them. Hundred percent. Both of those. Hundred percent. Well, it's fantastic. Okay, I should